Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. what we're going to be doing in this series is getting into what the Bible has to teach us about listening to, facing, and then ultimately overcoming all those fears that keep us from living into the life that is truly life. But before we get into how to be set free from, from all of those fears, today we first need to learn why fear is actually one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given to us. That's right. Today we're going to talk about the gift of fear. Now, the way I make sense of the gift of fear is by comparing it to the gift of pain. And I know for many of you, the phrase gift of pain sounds like an oxymoron. And the truth is, until just recently, I thought the same thing. But then a couple of months ago, I ran across a book called The Gift of Pain, written by Philip Yancey and Dr. Paul Brand. And what I found in this book not only changed the way I think about pain, But in a roundabout way, it also changed the way I understand fear in profound, important ways as well. Or let me just kind of walk you through what I discovered. So what this book is all about is the revolutionary work that Dr. Brand gave his life to by treating and caring for people with leprosy. Because you see, before Dr. Brand came onto the scene, it was assumed that leprosy was not only a disease that people kind of developed a skin rash and then lost feeling, But it was also assumed that this disease was responsible for people's flesh getting infected and rotting and eventually falling off. But what Dr. Brand discovered is that, yes, leprosy does cause the discoloration of skin and the loss of feeling. But contrary to popular belief, it's not responsible for for skin rot and people losing their limbs. No, instead, what causes those kind of horrible complications is people's inability to feel pain. Or think about it in this way, for, for normal people, someone like you and I, someone who feels pain, if we were to ever injure our hand, our response to that injury is to protect it so it doesn't get any worse. And you guys know what I'm talking about because you guys live with it all the time, right? Just say you get a, a cut on your finger. Well, what happens when you do that is because of the pain, almost subconsciously, you start to use other fingers and other body parts to compensate, which then allows the wound to heal. We do it without even thinking about it. Well, what happens for lepers who don't feel pain is when they get a cut, and it could be minor at first, I'm talking a paper cut here, because they don't feel the pain, they don't protect that part of their body. And if you keep using an injured part of your body, ultimately what happens is that injury just keeps getting worse and worse and worse until eventually you can lose that part of your body which is made even clearer when you read stories about children who are born without the ability to feel pain and all the complications that go along with that and how their life expectancy is cut short because they're not able to care for their bodies in the right way. Well, what all of that puts into perspective for me is that even though most of us don't see it this way, we don't think of pain as a gift, pain is actually one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given to us to keep us healthy and alive. Okay, so now that you're beginning to see that that pain is a gift, 
Fear, like pain, is also a gift. And the way fear works is like pain acts as a kind of warning system when a part of our body is damaged. Fear is the warning system that God has given to us to protect us from dangerous situations. And again, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You live with it every single day. And that fear is that thing that happens with inside of you that is telling you that it's not a good idea to drive 100 miles an hour down the highway throwing caution to the wind. It's not a good idea to pick up that snake that is rattling. And it's also not a good idea to stick your hand through the fence and pet the bears no matter how cute they may look, right? Or to really help you to see this, let me tell you about this woman they have found who has no fear, which is just crazy to think about. So in 1994, scientists discovered a woman whose amygdala, part of the brain where fear is regulated, it was completely destroyed by some kind of rare genetic disease. And what they discovered about this woman is in most cases, when she was introduced to dangerous things, she had no fear response. Or for her, picking up spiders and snakes and going to haunted houses and watching scary movies is kind of like you and I picking up kittens and watching The Wizard of Oz except for the flying monkey part, because I don't care who you are, that stuff's scary. (laughs) And I know at first, when you hear this, it sounds awesome. Man, wouldn't it be great to live a life without any kind of fear? We wouldn't be held back. We could just go throw caution in the wind and go do all that stuff. That is, until you hear about how this woman continues to get herself into dangerous and even life-threatening situations. According to one source I ran across, this woman has been the victim of numerous acts of crime, including a couple of events where her life was threatened. Or she has been held up at both knife point and gunpoint, was almost killed in a domestic violence incident, and has received numerous death threats. And yet, despite of all these life-threatening situations that she has encountered, this woman does not exhibit any kind of signs of desperation or urgency or any other behavioral responses that would be normal in such incidents. And so what scientists have concluded is because she doesn't have a functioning warning system like most of us do, she unknowingly makes decisions which continue to put her life in jeopardy. Or for situations where you and I would choose not to to walk down the street in in the bad part of town or continue on in a relationship with someone who has a whole lot of red flags, this woman, because of what has happened to her brain, is not able to make good choices regarding her safety and so continues to find herself in dangerous and even life-threatening situations over and over and over again. Or the truth is, she's still lucky to be alive. Which for me makes it very, very clear how fear is actually one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given to us. Right? It's absolutely amazing. We don't think about it in this way. But when you begin to see it, you begin to see that fear is, is not just this bad thing that we need to overcome. And we're going to talk about all of that in the next four weeks. But it's also this gift that God has given to us to, to keep us healthy and alive. But then to take this gift to a whole other level, fear actually has the ability to transform our bodies into survival machines. Or very, very simply put, because of course the brain is way more complex than all of this, scientists tell us that our brain is basically made up of two parts. 
right? You have the top part, the neocortex, which is where thinking and reasoning happens. And then you have the bottom part where all those feelings and reacting takes place. Now, for most of our daily existence, you know, going to work, raising children, doing all that kind of stuff, the thinking or the logical part of the brain is the one that is in control. So that based on whatever situation that we're in, we can make the best decision for our lives. But the amazing thing that happens when we encounter something dangerous, like running into the mama swan at Vets Park. Anybody had that encounter yet? <laughs> Be careful. It is not fun. That before we even think about it, the bottom part of our brain just reacts. And what happens when this part of our brain goes to work is the hypothalamus releases a series of chemicals to the sympathetic nervous system and the adrenal cortical system, which it does to kick our bodies into high gear, causing our heart rate and blood pressure to increase, our pupils to dilate, while shutting down all the non-essential systems to allow more energy to go towards emergency functioning. Or basically what happens to our bodies when we encounter something dangerous is that in less than 10 seconds without a conscious thought, we go from being normal to being ready to fight or run or do whatever it is that we need to do to survive. Or another way to think about this is for our survival, God has brilliantly designed each and every one of us, not only with an alarm system to warn us of danger before we even know what's going on, but has also given us a kind of security system that gives us the ability to do what we need to do, whatever situation we face, giving us a much greater chance at survival. Which means whether you're aware of it or not, we are all sitting here today in large part due to the gift of fear that God has put in our lives, which when you think about it, it's absolutely amazing. Right? It's one of those things that it's so ingrained in who we are, we never think about it, we take it for granted but it's so important and so foundational for everything that we are, everything that we do. Okay, so, so now that you're starting to connect all the dots, now let me give you a biblical example that I think takes all of that complexity that we've just talked about and it makes it really, really simple. So long before King David became the king of Israel and while Saul was still ruling, because of David's success in battle and his popularity with the people, King Saul not only became jealous of David, but he started to see him as a threat to his throne. Which then leads to this really strange incident that happens in 1 Samuel 19, 9 through 10, and it starts out in this way. Then an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in hand while David was playing music. Or what seems to be going on in this particular episode is that one night back at the palace, as, as David is rocking out on his harp, which, by the way, he was hired to do because it was said that his harp skills had the ability to calm Saul. What happens that crazy night is that even though David was doing what he gets paid to do to help King Saul, King Saul goes off the deep end and does this. Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear. Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear. You guys heard that right. At some point, while David is breaking into his stairway to heaven solo, at least that's the way I think about it, Saul throws a spear in an attempt to pin him to the wall or to kill him, to end him. But thankfully, David is able to dodge the spear. And the reason I propose that David was able to evade the spear being thrown at him at close range, which is no easy feat, 
is because from the moment he walked in the room that night, seeing King Saul sitting there with a spear in his hand. By the way, if you ever see someone with a spear in their hand, you might need to be a little fearful. His alarm system was on high alert, getting him ready to do what he needed to do to survive. Which in turn was a system that not only gave him the ability to, to dodge being pinned to the wall, but it gave him the ability to escape the palace of the king with his life still intact, which is no easy feat, especially when the king wants you dead. And then what you'll find happening over and over again as David's story continues to play itself out is that time after time after time, it is the gift of fear that keeps David on the run and alive until King Saul is finally killed in battle. Or what I hope you guys can see as you kind of step back and look at the whole narrative of David's life. It is the gift of fear that keeps him alive long enough for him to eventually become king. And so for me, what, what all of that puts into perspective as we begin this series on fear is that before we ever get to the place where we're able to, to face and overcome those fears that are holding us back, and there's some of those, and we're going to talk about those, we first have to learn that in a whole lot of cases, fear is not something that continues to keep us down. No, first and foremost, fear is a gift. Which means our first response to fear should never be irritation or denial or, or trying to figure out ways to overcome. No, our first response to fear should be to listen and see if God might just be using this warning system he created to keep us safe or to help us live into the life that is truly life. Or to, to make this practical, how many of you have walked into a situation and you really don't know what's going on, but all of a sudden, this system raises up in you and warns you that something is not right here. And how many of you have listened to that system and walked away, and it kept you safe or it kept you out of something that you didn't want to be involved in? And then how many of you have been in one of those places and you didn't listen, and you wish you would have? So what I want you guys to see, it truly is the case. This is an amazing gift that God has given to us. Fear is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So we need to learn to listen. And then after we listen, we're going to make some decisions. But if you want to hear that, you're going to have to come back for the next four weeks, right? I think that's only fair. Fear is a gift that we need to embrace and listen to. Let us pray. Father, as we begin this a series that, that has the ability to change so many people's lives, because I know, just like I do, we all deal with fear. We all feel like this. there's this burden, this weight that we carry around that, that doesn't necessarily need to be there. But today, before we jump into what it means to overcome, to face our fears and all of that, Lord, first of all, help us to understand that fear is not all bad. In fact, fear is one of the greatest gifts that you've ever given to us. It's something we don't even think about. It's something we don't even pay attention because it's so ingrained in who we are. But now that we know, now that we're able to see, may our first reaction to any sense of fear rising up in our lives, may we listen because that is a gift that you have given to us to keep us safe and secure and able to live into the lives that are truly life. Lord, we ask this all in your name. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.